Check it, check it, check it. This is Unique House. It's your boy ECEO. I'm here with the lovely, amazing official Miss Jamaica. What's going on? Not not need no Madel Walk on. Man, hey man. Um man, we hear a man with a, a jewel, man. Uh this guy right here, man, he's uh he he's one man that I, I got me one interview and uh I wanted to talk to him again because the first one I had old talk and ALD 300 on there and he kind of <laughs> took over my conversation. And then my, my Miss Jamaica, she was buttoning in. So this today is my own official <laughs> interview with my guy, Larry Hoover Jr., man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Just hanging out with you. Man, I went back and looked at the other interview and I, I, was, I liked the interview. And, and, but I was like, man, I, I didn't detail like your father, like uh, just, you know, when he got arrested for the, you know, and, and went through what he went through, I wanted to go more into that. Cause sometimes people forget, or you know what I mean? Don't remember what actually happened to even get him placed into prison. You know what I mean? So let's talk about that. Let's start off a little bit right there, okay? When you say get him placed into prison, you talking about originally? Originally. Originally, originally what they, what, what, what was the reason behind it? All right, the, when he originally went to prison, it was a, a murder case. Okay. And that was in 73. Okay, 1973. Yeah, when my mother was pregnant with me. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so. Man. He was in jail when I was born. He was in jail when you was born. Right. So, when you, um, when you got, okay, you got old enough, uh, at first there had to be appeals, lawyers. Did you ever hear about anything of how they was trying to fight it up front when it first happened? You know what? I don't really know what exactly was going on, but just over the years, I know it was situations where they felt like it was close, where it was opportunity where he was going to come home. He actually found himself in a minimum security prison, which was usually the stop that you go to before you um, come out, come home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, the thing I, I can actually say is, you know, when I look back at time, because I look at racial barriers, all kind of stuff. During those times, things was different. We, this, we live in a different day and time today. Yeah. It was it was tough, man. It was worse. It, it was way worse. Man, it, it was worse, but I just want to throw it out there when you talk about what it was. It was a murder case, and um, it's a lot of things that happened with that that um, they never had the evidence of him doing a murder. You know, it was other people on the case, and his co-defendant was released you know, at some point in time, he said that he had actually, he was actually the shooter. You know, they had a couple people on there that were supposedly murdered, but one of the guys showed up in court, so he wasn't murdered, you know. So it's just a, a odd situation. Uh, so he should have been really thrown out, really, what it said. Well, if uh, I know one of the cases. It should have been thrown, yeah, it should have, it should have affected him. It should have helped affected. him out, you know, because he, on his original case, he goes to the parole board. So he's been doing that for ever. Wow. And has sorry, but has there ever been a time I know you were too young, but I'm sure your mom would have, you know, able to tell you where she might have visited and because of him going doing his appeal over and over, did it ever discourage him? Did he ever sound like he was discouraged by it? You know what, he's a a strong man, a strong willed, positive individual. He he always had hope, but at the same time 
he was strong enough to know that he may have to deal with this situation being his life also. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was always working to try to um, work his way home. But, you know, he know it could be possible that people might not want to let him come home. But his thing is to keep on swinging. So he's just been um, fighting for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's still fighting to this day. I, I think, like, 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 when you think about him, the way that the people, uh, the young people, everybody knew about him. You know what I mean? For us, it was even years back when things might have seemed to be somewhat going doormat. Rick Ross come up with this song, I Think I'm Big Meats, and I Think I'm Larry Hoover. And that that made me reflect back to it, to be honest with you. Like, right. wow, you know. But when they when he did it, it was not in a, like, it was a thing of braggadocious, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? This is something I represent, and this is about the streets is the way yeah. I seen it. How was, how did you, how did you deal with that when it first happened? Because you now just hear your father's name broadcast like that. Right. What, what did you think? Where were your, what was your mindset? And where were you when you first heard the song? Did you know about the song coming out before it actually hit the waves? No, no I didn't. We, we were, they didn't reach out to us before they did the song. I think my, my son might have <laughs> told me about the song because he was a little guy and he could he heard his name because he's named after me. So right. he like, they say my name, they say my name, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I just listened to it. But um, when the song was released, See, a lot of people don't really know about my father. They know about the legend of Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. You know, the legend that grew through the media and some of the people in the streets. So for them to speak on the legend of Larry Hoover and not Larry Hoover, a man who's still alive, a man that's fighting for his life, you know, it, you know I mean, it's a rough situation. He, he's If he's fighting for his life and you referring to him as a person that that's dead, if he was dead or, you know, had just a life sentence and there was no more fight to be there, I mean, I guess you could say whatever, but for somebody that's actually alive and still fighting and trying to come home and to, you know, glorify him as King Drug Lord, you know what I mean, that, ain't, that, that wasn't really a good thing. I mean, we, we done and passed that at this point, it did, like you say, put his name back out there in the world so I could appreciate that. It just wasn't the best light to put his name it out. Right. It wasn't the best light to put it in, uh, especially with you guys trying to figure out ways to show people who he is now, right? Well, even even then, he had had the federal case at that point in time. Like, the, the positive things that he was doing in the community, like trying to wake the sleeping giant, trying to get youth to vote, trying to, um, you know, the guys that caught rapists in the community, mm-hmm. you know, marched and shut down city halls, shut down the stock market, you know what I mean, marched to make sure that medical centers wouldn't get closed in the communities, certain schools. Like, he was using the, his influence to do positive things. You know, he came from a background in the streets. He was poor. He grew up like a lot of other um, young black people that come in, they grow up in impoverished communities and what he's seen for opportunity was the same thing a lot of these young men see with opportunities. But as time went on, he seen that he had influence and he wanted to use his influence in a positive way and he was doing that. But, you know, he gets no credit for that. He gets the credit for the part where he tore down some of his community, which he's guilty of some of that, but he also was 
trying to make changes and do a lot of things for the better of his community. But you know, in life, the way how reality is, it's you could do a million good things, but just do one bad thing, yeah. and it's like they can never forget that, or they can never forget. It's like it outweighs all the good you've done. Yeah, like I, I never say that my father wasn't on. Um, you know, a criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was he 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 was making changes and he was doing positive things, but they don't want to give him credit for that. They just want to get a credit for the legend Larry Hoover who had a big gang organization. Mm-hmm. Not the Larry Hoover who seen that he had a big organization and he like, man, this is voters. Man, if I could stop these kids from killing each other, it could be a better place. Mm-hmm. Man, I can get these guys to come together and just, you know, make peace. And he was doing that. Mm-hmm. And people remember that. But, you know, in their mind, they want to sell it as a, a plot to just have the biggest gang and, I don't know, take over the city or something, take over the world. I don't know what they was thinking. That's ridiculous. Did you, um, like, you did see Rick Ross after that or talk or did y'all ever come to a hey man you know it, it wasn't meant that way because that's probably what I would have said like I didn't mean it that way you, you know what I, I know that he was trying to um he was trying to honor him we honor him we actually got to talk and everything was yeah everything it was yeah, like we, I was trying to up, honor him yeah we came up with an understanding yeah you yeah know what I mean yeah, no, that's that. Everything, you know, hip hop is something else. The entertainment industry is thriving through hip hop. A lot of right. it. It's one of the most predominant things that wasn't even around when your father was first locked up. Right. That they didn't. It didn't exist. So you never would have seen it coming in a way to where he would even be a part of it. To be honest. But then you do. You look at Scarface and different people who names you know go by different movies right. and stuff like that. But this is not a movie. This guy is actually a man you know you see uh bird man cash money all these different things that that they they pulled on too far as movies but larry hoover just so happened to be a real individual with with a with real life situations right you know what i mean so that that makes it different yeah and he you know he took he took part in hip hop you know years ago on the ghetto boys and man that's i'm gonna want to talk about that yeah (laughs) and what was he doing he was using his influence Influence. the right way when when he did that you were of age you was a little older then yeah Uh, did you where was when that happened how did that come together or did you even know it was going to happen before it happened with jay prince far as him going and getting his uh, uh you know his audio and putting it on you know the ghetto boys uh uh album but you get what i'm saying like yeah when when that happened um yeah i was of age i was a how old was you i was a teenager i think i was in college so when you um when you heard it when 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 it happened you had to be because i was you wasn't you you might have been in college man you around the same age so I remember, I, I remember listening to the album because yeah. I'm a big Ghetto Boys fan. I'm a Jay Prince fanatic, uh, the South. I'm a Southern guy. So when I heard that that song, I was sitting in Longview, Texas, and I remember I might have been in front of Red Lobster. I'm being real. I yeah. remember when I was listening to it, I was running the streets, and I was like, man, you know this it, the Ghetto Fantasy song and all those different songs that was on that album. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, just um, what. What did you think when you heard your father's voice on there and, and what they were doing? Did you understand? Oh, yeah. So, okay. I mean, it made me I already knew the stuff that we were doing. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we had a thing called 21st Century Vote, and we was getting voters together and stopping a lot of violence in the community. So we was already working in the community, and when he, you know, but they were already still calling him Larry Hoover. They was going on the legend of Larry Hoover, King Gangster, Blase Skippy. But to hear his voice on the album and to hear him saying what he was saying, it made me proud. Like, this is my father. This is who I'm a representative of. You know what I mean? All this helped guide my life with doing the things that I was doing. So I was, I was proud, man. So Jay Prince was a little younger back then too. Did you and him communicate during that time about uh, it? Oh yeah, we were. So I knew that I knew that that was coming. Like the relationship with the Ghetto Boys, we were doing concerts, and I was picking the artists. So I actually picked the Ghetto Boys to come because I was the young with my mother and them. They like, who should we get? So I was picking the artists, and from doing shows with the Ghetto Boys. We built the relationship when they would come in town and see that who is this this black lady that's doing these shows and we had arena that we was doing the shows in and it was a bunch of black young black men and women there and it wasn't any problems so they was they was like wow we only seen this when we were going to other shows that that we wasn't in control of you know so for them to see that jay wanted to meet the people that was doing it and we met and we built a relationship and we just kept building over the years. Man, and that's something, man, because you guys have been so, uh, he goes to see a Larry Hoover Sr. He go, he comes up, he, he, he just always was there after, it seemed like he just stuck to the situation because he knew that it was for the betterment. Well, yeah, he, he, when he went to see my father, he actually talked to him to hear what he was talking about. He said he was influenced, like, this man is locked up, he got this power, he got all these people following him, and he trying to lead them right. So that influenced Jay, like this is some, a person that, you know, that I need to stay in contact with, that I need to deal with, cause he's righteous, you know what I mean? Jay is a righteous person himself. So when he seen that in my father, he was, he was just saying that, you know, he felt like that was somebody he needed to hold on to they needed to keep this relationship and the relationship grew strong Solid. over the years from just going through time man you know i am um, i seen your last interview with you and jay prince and it was a good interview actually uh, but after i seen it i mean i was i was watching you know you you just basically you know they were asking a lot of good questions on million dollar worth game and, right and i was like man you know uh good interview but then Fast forward, I see WAC 100 come on the show. Yeah. And I think y'all was on, you may have been on that same show as well. Or, 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 or either Jay Prince had me. I'm, I'm trying to figure out this show in California. No, was it in California? It was another show okay. that he was on. And I don't remember the name of it. I hate that because I always shot people out. It, was, it, was, it must have been Dub CNC. That's Jack. who it was. Yeah. So when he, when he was on that show, WAC 100 said uh, he basically was like, that Jay was trying to influence negativity somewhat on Larry Hoover's legacy, and he didn't want him to get out. He flipped it on it. He yeah. flipped the whole scenario. That's interesting. So, that's, that's very interesting. So I'm trying to figure out how how does how do we get to that point? You know what I mean? Like like how do we get to a point where you guys were because it, it was some kind of it was a lady that had some kind of film documentation on your father, right? Uh, a video maybe, right? She interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you seek to get the interview or something? Why does this come up after all this time? <laughs> I got to ask this. Yeah, it was a lady that was working with us at one point in time. Oh, she was working with you guys? Yeah, with, okay. with me and my mother. She would have never talked to my father if it wasn't That's what for I would my think. mother uh, vouching for her to go talk to my father. He wouldn't have never talked to her. He talked to her because of the relationship they had. And she had the information. Well, we the, the stuff, it never materialized with what we were trying to do with it. And the lady disappeared over the years. And Okay. Because when you guys first, uh, and that's what I was trying to get at, because I know I was interested in understanding when you guys first let her go in and do this, what were we trying to accomplish in doing this? At, at that time, I, I think we were trying to do a book or documentary type okay. situation. You know, we were trying to show who my father was, tell the story. Okay. You know. So, and, and when this thing unfolds, it evidently didn't come to fruition. No, it didn't come to fruition, and... She never turned over the stuff that she had. And she, you know, she was gone. And years later, I reached out to her when we were trying to work on a pardon package. And uh, I needed some of the footage so we can show, mm -hmm. humanize my father, show who he was. And right. then she wanted to know who was going to get paid or how was she going to get paid for this footage. Oh, so it's but, all about the money. Right. But she was, at that time, she was working with the family when she right. did it. Like, we're going to do a documentary. We go show the world who he is and what he's about because he's fighting for his life. But years later, when we need some of this footage, it's like, who's going to get paid for it? So after that, after we were dealing with Kanye, and, you know, he tried to get the footage for us, and I think they wanted too much money, so he, you know, it was going back and forth or something. So Correct. They so wound up talking to Jay, and... They didn't like the offer Jay gave. They didn't counter offer. They just came back with the fact that, um, like, get out the way. If you if somebody lowball you on the offer in business, you um, you come back offer. right. Yeah, they they say, oh no, this not happening. This in that stuff case, they weren't they weren't interested in the first place. They were just entertaining the idea. They, but when you when you think about it they see an opportunity though they people are opportunists to mm -hmm. be honest with you so it ends up being a situation where she's you know basically she has like we have we have a lot of footage mm -hmm. of different people it was another it was opportunity it was like the rick ross put his name out there correct mm -hmm. the big concert with kanye and drake put his name there it my is father's right. name back in the world like that and oh well here's how i'm gonna get my money because now he's popping and this footage is worth something. Yeah, and, and basically you end up being, it's like you guys are just, basically people are using you and really you don't benefit from it when people do that. Yeah. It ain't like they coming to you saying, hey man, can we do this? Mm -hmm. They just take and do it, you know what I mean? And so on the documentary to get back to that, cause I went back to Rick for a minute, but right. Rick Ross, but I'm just thinking about how it helps. I mean, like I can say somebody's name, but like on the song, you gotta get clearance to do certain things when, thing, when you do things. So right. there are boundaries and things that you have to deal with. But you guys gave her permission to go in, deal with your father. And then after that, uh, years go by, she finds herself in a way. It was supposed to be a voice. Just a voice. Yeah, just a that, voice. That's what it was supposed to but be. It's a, I don't know it, how she did the video thing, but it was supposed to be voice. Wow. So yeah. nobody was in there making sure she was doing what she was said she was supposed to do. Man, I don't know how that happened. I don't know if she had a secret camera or oh, okay. she had set it up 
so that they would let her do it, but mm. it wasn't that, agreed upon. That wasn't part of our deal, so that was like some low down stuff out the gate. Wow. Yeah. So So couldn't you just take her to court and just get the tape because that wasn't in the agreement? I mean, we're not gonna talk about all that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So but yeah, that make that I mean that sounds like the sensible thing to do, but you still gotta <laughs> deal with, regardless, you gotta deal with uh being portrayed a certain type of way and you know, some, some questions gotta be answered. Without without truth, lies become truth. So True. sometimes you right. have to put True. some truth out People there. People like to to the lies better, they more entertaining a oh, lot of times. You do. know that. Yeah, mm -hmm. they do. I mean, and that's the sad part, but it's the truth. That's mm -hmm. why I'm boring. Because <laughs> <laughs> you tell the truth. Because <laughs> no, I get it. So um what what do you think that like like do you think that you and Jay's like I think it, to me it it comes off as a thing that puts an eye on the fact of things that are not being spoken on if you and Jay wasn't going out doing the podcast talking to the people you know what I mean do you think that affected in a negative way or a positive way I mean it kind of just lets the world know that who he is yeah it lets the world know who who my father is, but it also just lets the world know that, um, so the podcast for, that we did with Jay, for one, we fighting for my father's life. Correct. That's what it's about. And for two, just to share the light on what's going on, just that it, so it can be known, so people would know before they take part in this situation, like, this is not an upfront situation. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not really with the the um, acceptance of the family, you know, you know, because they, you know, you heard the podcast, oh, I don't need them, I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, all right, well, we want y'all to know that it possibly could be an issue. And when I say issue, I mean with lawyers and all that type correct, of stuff. I correct. don't want it to be misunderstood. Correct. Right. No, no, I, mean, I get it. But you have to it, clarify yourself nowadays. Yeah, I do, because they're taking another way. But mm -hmm. it, it, you know, that it could possibly, possibly be an issue if you do business with this because the family didn't agree upon the situation. Correct. Correct. And I mean, I, I heard I heard Jay Prince on the interview. He wasn't he he definitely wasn't holding back when it come down to WAC one hundred and yeah. the position he held with you know uh, what he who what he is as far as in his eyes yeah. for what he's doing. <laughs> I put it in that way, you yeah. know, because yeah. I'm like I said, I don't I, I don't know WAC, but I do know that um, you know. I've seen him, you know, pretty much he does Clubhouse and a lot of other stuff. Right. And just to see the back and forth, you know, with the brothers, I'll be like, man, I hate it's like this. But I understand if you make a wrong move, because I didn't really know how he played part in it, really, to be honest with you. But right. the lady, from what he's saying, is she reached out to him, Yeah. I guess, to get him to somewhat combat what she might be facing. Um, but at the end of the day, your your father's legacy far as him trying to help bring the people together, that's the thing that you guys are pretty much showing. Hey, man, this guy is 70, 71? Yeah. 71 He'll years be 72 old. 72 this year. He's 72 this year. He's not a threat, and he has an opportunity that he could be released. Right. And you guys are really, you know, from from the activities we're seeing. Trying to make some money off, it, off, off his back. Correct. Yeah. And so, and that's, and that's a sad way to be far as... Um, just to see it happening like like it is. Like I say, anytime brothers, powerful brothers, black people, period, man, when they start 
going back and forth, I, I try to be like, man, you know what I'm saying? I wish it wasn't like that, but I know already that rah-rah happens, you know? Mm -hmm. um, do you, um, are you going to continue this quest as far as just talking to different people, trying to understand how to put the eyesight on the fact of we need to let your father, you know, let Larry Hoover Sr. be released? I mean, yeah, that's what it's about. For me, it's always right. been about free my father. All the other stuff just kind of fell into place and you had to deal with it. Got to deal um, with it. Yeah, that's what is. That's what the quest is. You know what I mean? To keep working on his freedom, to keep letting the world know that he qualifies to be released. It's all under the discrepancy of the judge. You know, as far as the law is concerned, he can come home. Well, he can come out of the federal situation, come from up under the federal case, but it's under the judge's discretion. So I just want it to be fair. Like, that's crazy that actually out here in this world, the law can say that you deserve an opportunity to be released, but decide not to. Yeah, they can. They can. A man can decide not to, for whatever reason. He can feel like it's unsafe. He can talk about what he think you may do, rather than give you a chance to see if you do it and lock you back up. Right. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, he can just say, "I don't think you go do right." So I'm, a, I'm gonna hold you here. That's, that right. seems odd. But it makes me wonder, like, how many other people are there in prison that they're actually doing that to, or is he the only one? No, I'm quite sure there's plenty of people. That's that's why we have to work on prison reform and, mm -hmm. you know, the power that some of these people have and, you know, just how they how they treating poor people. I could just say black people, but poor people poor are people. going through this. You right. know, people trying to survive are the ones that wind up in these situations. It's just so happened that a lot of us are black, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. So when let's talk about Kanye for a second. When Kanye uh, was campaigning for your father, which he still is, to be released, trying to, whether it be through Trump or whatever he was doing, right. what was your mindset during that time? Because these are things that I, I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, remember I asked you last time when you was in Texas, I was like, what do you and Kanye talk about? I, we were sitting to the side. I don't know if you remember. Like, what do you talk to Kanye West about? You know, because we fans, you know what I'm right. saying? It's kind of like, how does that conversation go? But really, just to be real with you, how did you feel about him and for as his campaign and the way he was doing toward trying to help get your father released? Oh, man, I was on. Um, so that's big. Yeah, I was on. Um, I was excited that he went. I knew that he was going. I didn't know what the hell he was doing. I just. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just being yeah. real. I didn't know because we was on the outside. I'm right. like, that nigga crazy. Yeah. He going for Trump. I, mm -hmm. So it really was a thing where he went to Trump to try to get your father released from prison. Yeah, he went to Trump and I knew he was going. He just didn't go as planned, but he did go. And I appreciate that he did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, man, I love him for that. That's, you know? and that's, and that's what it is. There's nothing else I can say about it. No matter how it seemed. If, if people listen to the interview, the whole thing, instead of just the snippets like they do with the um, clickbait, yeah. you can hear what he really said. Yeah. But if you just heard the snippets, then it's like flying on the moon and I'm going to run across the sky and Adidas. And, you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I appreciate him for that. People don't understand how people's attention span nowadays are so short that people don't like to sit down and watch full interviews to yeah. get to those parts. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, so, you miss a whole lot. Because he, you had to come out to work. You being the way you done with this last album, you had to, you had to come, you had to come out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
because you I mean you you already you, your presence is felt you know what I mean but then to to be dealing with Kanye and be in the same you know camp you know his album mm-hmm. coming out whatever it's going to put the light on you now yeah. what you do with that light it's up to you at that point right right if, you know because of my name because of my father you know what I mean I get a little bit of attention and um if I can do something positive with the attention that I get I feel like I'm doing what my father would do when I'm walking in his footsteps, footsteps. you I, know? So I got a question. Um, so I love to speak things into existence, so I'm going to say it like this. So when your father is released, what happens next? Because I know with all this campaign, you're campaigning for him to come out. So what will your focus be on next? When my father is released. First and foremost, honestly, it's going to be, what does he want to do? You know what I mean? He's been gone for so long. Like, how does he adjust to the world? What does he really want to do? Does he really want to be, you know, out in the world or whatever is, you know, is helping him adjust to the world first. And then from that point, you know, we have to see if he could, um, if the powers that be, don't have too much of a problem with him trying to make a change because nobody likes how we living out here. Like mm-hmm. he would love to use his voice to try to make a change to help people come together and take part in looking at the world differently, operating in the world differently. But if that's so much of a problem, if that has something to do with the reason why he's not free and he's not out here, he happily go. <laughs> You know, on the farm, on the beach somewhere and stay mm-hmm. out the way. But mm-hmm. he would love to try to, you know. Make a difference. Yeah, make a difference. And keep righting the wrongs that he had did. He, mm-hmm. You know, he did it before. He would love to influence people to, hey, man, this is not right. We don't want to live like this. Your kids shouldn't live like this. Your parents, your grandparents, you know. This is, this is a horrible way to be living, to have to look over your shoulder like you do if you... If you do all right in life, or even if you look like you do all right, people don't even have nothing and they rock them and killing them. That's right. That's just so true. When you think about like um, the Chicago, we're here in Chicago, man, and um, they appreciate, what's the name of this place that we're in? What's the name of the restaurant? S2. Yeah, S2. S2. S2? Mm-hmm. S2, okay. Um, Want to definitely shout them out. Yes. Yeah, definitely. we're about to get in this food. You know what I'm saying? I, I tried that chicken the other What's that chicken you had me? Harold's Chicken. Harold's Chicken. I'm going to another one tomorrow, too. I'm going to give them a second chance. I want to see what's going on okay. with this chicken. My, my, buddy, my buddy is a big owner in here, so I'm going to have to... You got to link me in. Link me in. Find out which one is the right one. Yeah. Yes. Let me so know. We can, we can, and and so we can get the right thing to... Because... We have a big comparison between Rudy's Chicken in Dallas okay. and Harold's. <laughs> and if you haven't tried Rudy's Chicken, you need to, because it's, it's putting Harold's to shame right now in my book. Yeah. That's our book now. Okay, in our book. books. In, in our, our book. In yeah, our book. Right now, but we're going to give them a second chance. We up here in Chicago. We got to make it out, baby. Don't trip. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but no, um, like, so growing up, I, I mean, I'd asked earlier about the school, high school you uh, graduated from, you know what I mean? Just the, the, the middle school, Did they, they called it the junior high when he was going. But anyway. <laughs> you trying to show your age. Yeah. You trying I, to show. I was, it was called junior high when I went. <laughs> right? Well, or was it? Well, no, we didn't do junior high. Y'all had middle, middle school? No, just uh, grammar school and high school. Really? Yeah. 
I, they skipped over my my nah, in the suburbs. Me. They like my daughter. She went to um, uh, grammar school, junior high, and high school. High school, but yeah, in the city, they don't. They so don't, is that a is that a Chicago suburbs. thing that y'all call it grammar school? Now grammar school is that's that's the elementary. Yeah, oh, you know, I've never, I've never heard thing. y'all call it grammar school. I used to say elementary too, I, though. I hear everybody say elementary school, so that's why I'm like, is that a Chicago thing? It might be, but yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, grammar school, elementary. Yeah. I, I trip off of school because back when I was going to school, they had us pledging allegiance and everything. I don't know if oh, they yeah. still do that. And then we would pray and stuff. Like I don't think they, they took the prayers gone. out. Hey, you know what? I was in a school the other morning, and um, they did do the pledge of allegiance, but they didn't pray. Yeah, yeah, I, they, I they, they, they took, took it out, out a while back. Do you think that would affect things in a different way if they did pray? Man, we got to work on the morals. Man, you know, morals are lacking in the world today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you, 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 one of those guys, man. I think of, like I said, when I think of Chicago, I think about Larry Hoover Jr., Larry Hoover Senior. You know, the different things that's going on up here on the South Side, man. Where, where would you suggest, man? I go get the the best. Uh, uh, somebody told me about a soul food kitchen, but just uh, the best food of cho your choice. I mean, if you just want to have some, uh, some good. I'm giving somebody a major shout out right now. <laughs> some, some good Chicago, uh, just some good Chicago food. You go go to S2s and get you some lamb chops, which you're about to have in a second. But then you go go. You could go to maybe home of the hoagie and get you a steak sandwich or a hoagie. You might want to go to uh, go Come get on. you a beef from one of these places. It might be Al's or a couple of different beef well, Somebody tried to make me think the popcorn was exciting. They said it was a popcorn place out here. I'm like, what the heck? Is, is yeah. that a fiesta something place you were talking about? The, the yeah, I was cheese, and, cheese and caramel, man. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's, that's, that's something y'all got. I can't call the name of it right now. But what'd you, call, what'd you say? Mm -hmm. it, but I definitely was told it's a popcorn thing out here. What is it? Garrett's. It's Garrett's. Garrett's. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I want to try that. I'm you gonna might want to get you some Garrett's popcorn. It's a pizza. It's a... It's a million pizza places that everybody say is the mm -hmm. best. I can't even tell you. Uh, Giordano's is famous. Yeah, uh, yeah, we ate some of that last mm -hmm. night. Yeah. But let, let me ask you this, though. Like, like downtown, man, it was hot as hell up here. I ain't never seen it hot up here. Last time I came to ICE was that thick. It was, oh, it was negative started. 40 one time I looked up on the map. I said, this is a negative 40. You can't even go outside in a negative. I wouldn't even know how to do in a negative 40. But now we get outside and we sweating a little bit. I seen this yesterday. Yeah. What's up with this weather, man? I don't know because it just got hot. It's been cool. <laughs> I'm talking about y'all brought this heat from <laughs> Dallas, Texas, <laughs> man. That's what happened. So, man, like I said. So it's going to be gone when we leave. It may you go can, with us. You can leave a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it down a little bit. So, so what's next for you, Larry Hoover Jr.? I mean, you, we, we got any more things that's going on that you want to talk about? I mean, um, man, we just, for one, we're going to keep pushing for, for my father, you know, advocating for him, advocating for prison reform. Yeah, we we working on... We My buddy, he, he's working on the equestrian center okay. out there so he can, you know... Heal kids through with the animals, and they go teach them about uh, and that dirt works. bikes. Yeah, that works. Yeah, he want to heal kids through animals and teach them about dirt bikes and machinery, mm -hmm. and you know, just give them opportunity to get away from the city, see something different, and you know, enjoy life. We um, what else we got going on? Equestrian Center. Do you have any mentorship programs? 
Now we working on putting the mentorship mentorship program together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been about growth and development. Yeah, because you have a lot of the, get, which gets the a wrong understanding. But right. growth and development is actually what it is. Yeah, it's because you have and a developing to a better person. That's true. Because you have a lot of young males that don't have that father figure in their life that need that mentorship, that need that deve- someone there to help them develop into the people that they are, were meant to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm working on putting the program together for that'd be amazing doing my own mentorship mentorship program, mm-hmm. you know. It it's funny because I think I heard and I go back to Jay Prince. He said that in Chicago they you know they kind of embrace the you know the, the the ghetto boys more than anywhere else. You know what yeah. I mean. Why do you think they did that? What, why, why here? Because you never know where you're going to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about what he was saying, you know? Because, I mean, we, we related. It was in Chicago. We had our clothing line. It was ghetto prisoners. Like, we was... Okay, um, now I'm getting it. We was prisoners of the, of the society that we live in. We okay. called the society a big ghetto. So it just... I mean, we just related. You know what I mean? Like, ghetto boys. And we was doing ghetto prisoner. And we was all ghetto boys, you know? Wow. Growing up, you know, growing up how we grew up. That's a hell of a coincidence when it influenced him after he speaks to your father and where it's went. That relationship has been going on for many, many years, man. Yeah. That's a long time. You know what I mean? So I just I just I think that's dope because entertainment, uh, the hip hop community, that's a strong influence. We never would have thought when this rap thing first started that it would be like it is today you know what i mean like we they used to think it was gonna stop i'm telling you when yeah. i remember when rap first you remember too we older you remember when rap first started they didn't think it was gonna they didn't think Why it was gonna last you in there we older i'm telling you we didn't want to be by itself. i know no not really necessarily but I, I can stand alone i ain't tripping but i'm just telling you when it first started they didn't think this stuff was gonna last no time they was like this will be out of here they thought it was a phase hey look but then they noticed that it was influential and they took control of the music and they control the music that we listen to correct you know what i mean they don't let the other music through the the more positive music is less of it but they selling the hell out of some shoot them up kill them up rob them up you know you just like what you said earlier the lies are more it's, it's more it was entertaining yeah. than the truth. I, these kids got this drill music. I interviewed one last night. They 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 they, 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 they ride down everything about everything about kill 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 man. And uh, and it's turning into reality. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, I mean, if you mu- speak if it the, into reality. Yeah, they speak it into reality. Like if the music was entertainment and I tried to match your song, you know what I mean, make a song better or harder than. Then the song you made, then it would, it would be music and it would be okay. But it's like a reality. Like you say this on a song and now you got to ride around with your head on a swivel because somebody want to answer to what you said. I, I don't even understand how you're comfortable putting your life on the line like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this music took a different turn, man. I, it, didn't, it didn't start off like, <laughs> like this, you know? No, it wasn't this. It I was, mean, you talked about it, but it wasn't. You know, I'm gonna go tell you what I'm gonna do to you in front of the world. And now, since I said in front of the world, my whole credibility is gone if I don't respond to do something back to you for what you said. This is like Indeed. crazy. But not only that, what I can say is that they speak all of these things into their songs and music, not realizing that the FBI and CIA and everybody's <laughs> looking at this stuff and turn around and using all of this against you 
in court. Yeah, and I just seen while they was talking about Young Thug, somebody put a post up showing how there's been a lot of entertainers over the years that have actually committed crimes and did a lot of wild things, and they said stuff in their music, but they never used it against mm-hmm. them. Like, can you guess what they look like? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I did. I did. I did. So when you think about the the, the that's a big that's a lot of mess, man. You know the, the 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 way that the like I said again, it's like like they're being targeted a lot of time. Now they aren't. We know that people do things. I mean, we're right. not saying they don't, but a lot of times you can take and change a narrative. One thing about the music that stuck out is that the ghetto boys or whoever, when they would say stuff, the storytelling was so good and convincing that they started trying to use it in a negative way toward the people, you know what I mean? I mean, if you know, you people watch movies all the time, you know what I mean, or whether it be whoever, you know, um, but painting those pictures is something else and the way that people are receiving them and projecting them is a whole nother level. It's really the same as like what you put into your air gate and your eye gate is what, not for everybody, but what becomes your reality. Because if you talk about kids with these video games as well, all these shooting video games and all of that, that takes a part into into people's reality as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually real life. Um, what's the what's the game they play? They- um, yeah. That night. Something? No, I know what I know exactly. Uh-huh. I'm picturing it, but I can't remember the, the, the game where they. With all the yeah. Where they um. Where they um, I thought it was something nice. Fortnite, no, no, not Fortnite. It's um, they live in real life Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They stealing the, the, the muscle cars because they the mm-hmm. police can't catch them. They feel like and they you know ready to go on the chase and shoot mm-hmm. Like it's the thing is on the video game you get a second chance. Mm-hmm. This could be you have lives. You have many lives. Yeah, this could be. <laughs> A one-shot deal in real life. Man. Real life, you, you know? only have one life to yeah. live. Nonprofit uh, agencies and stuff. Do you guys even deal with trying like inner-city nonprofits? Yeah, we we got our own. Um, we got our own nonprofit. It's called Paradigm Shift Academy, and we deal with other individuals that have um, nonprofits in the city. Wherever we can fit in and help and assist somebody, or somebody can assist us. You know, we just kind of jump in there. That's what it's all about, man. It's gonna take a village. Right, it's a, they, it's a um, a gun buyback. Okay. This weekend, you know, two hundred dollars if you bring in a gun. People need to get these guns right. Get these old guns that could take time away from their life mm-hmm. and take away their ability to actually own a gun legally, and you know, take the money for them. And where is this gonna be? I have to get my phone. It's in Austin <laughs> on the west side of Chicago. Okay. Yeah, it's in the Austin community. Is there a website they can go on just if they want to look the information up? Do you remember I, I, that? Yeah, I got to look at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I got to, uh, you know, I got to be, let's just talk about the elephant in the room right now. Uh, today is Tupac's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the elephant in the room for me. Okay. June 16th, you know, and uh, not only that. Father's Day is coming up. That's another big elephant in the room. Yeah. Trying to make sure that I put it out there that I'm going to need something more than just, I don't need just car parts don't from start. a Chevelle. Don't no, start. I want something big, man. Yeah. This time I'm going for the gusto. Okay, what do you want? Yeah, um, man, uh, well, you surprise me, man. Okay, what do you want? Um, I want Anything it. you want is yours. Oh, man, thank you for, this is beautiful. <laughs> Hey, I'm uh, I'm a, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything I want, I really, to be honest. See, it, he can't even think about no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I got, I got a few things. Okay, go um, ahead. 
I, you already bought the car parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could do for. I want to. My my boss told him when I've been done. Talk. What else? Okay, man, that's heavy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also. Uh, you can get me a new new watch. Okay. Rolex or whatever. Don't All right, got it. Um, you know, don't play me, okay? <laughs> you don't play me on the show like that, man. So, man, Larry Hoover <laughs> Jr., man. Again, man, like I said, I see you, man. I see you working out here, man. I see you. I see people, you know, basically, you, you are one of those guys on the Internet that people are looking to hear, you know, hear from you. To hear the progress, I think that's the good part about what you're doing is that people have got they got an eye on it now and they're looking to see where what there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. The the finishing goal is to get your father out. Yes. And I think that's what you know this whole thing, this campaign is about. Uh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Contrary to whatever somebody may say and how they try to flip it around, you guys are campaigning, whether it be you, Jay Prince, you know, to get your father released. Exactly. Correct? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I came up here. I wanted, I wanted to hear. I wanted to gauge in on free Larry, free Larry Hoover. I, I changed it up a little bit on mm-hmm. this one. Because I was about to say all day long. Yeah, guys. I was about to say I'd never seen that one before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need one of them T-shirts too. Mm-hmm. So don't try to play me. I need me a T-shirt. You know. So man, so. <laughs> and that fit for Fourth of July coming up. All them color, the colors. Well, actually, well. I, People from Chicago know what the play on this is. I tell you, okay. when we get off the hill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, when, when uh, how can people get a hold of you, man? Again, I always ask that question. Man, Larry Hoover Jr. underscore on Instagram, and then you can go to the Larry Hoover Project just to see like what things we dealing with with prison reform and what light we shedding on situations going on across the country and what prison reform need to deal with. So, yeah. Did you get? Did, have you went to see your father since me and you seen each other last time? You know what? I was supposed to go last weekend. I didn't make it because I had to work. Had to. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you didn't get to make it. Yeah. So when are you planning to go back over? Probably next month. Next. You month. know, one question I wanted to ask you that I, we didn't ask you last time is who is Larry Hoover Jr. The man. Oh, because yeah, we could get in there now. Because you campaign a lot of for your dad. You do a lot for your dad, freeing your dad and stuff like that. But who are you? Man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father. You know, I'm a father. I'm a son. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a man trying to, um, you know, take care of my family and make the way right for them. You know. I don't really worry about me a whole lot. You know, whatever happened for me will happen, but you know, I'm just trying to be the man that I'm supposed to be for my family. Hardworking man working a nine to five? No, I'm not working a nine to five right now. <laughs> right. But you know, I've been working a nine to five nine to five. You have for, done you're not for, beyond it. For twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been off for a, a little bit, but yeah, I'm definitely not beyond it. I'm I'm waiting to get what I got from retirement. I may have to go back to oh, okay. make sure, you know, some things happen. But yeah, I'm just just a man that's trying to survive, trying to get my get my kids, trying to be there for my wife, for my mother, my family. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Larry Hoover Jr. Mm-hmm. We here at Boston One Hundred One would love to present you with this award, and it says presented to. The Hoover family, in recognition of all the endless work placed into the community with passion, love, and commitment, and determination to help and assist and develop 2022. 
And the nine roses while they're here. Most definitely. Man, thank y'all, man. I appreciate this. And the family appreciate it. That's what it's all about. We just go keep pushing and keep trying to work, trying to do what we can. That's it. Yeah. Get the cameo is here, giving out roses while people are here. And how My long have you been married? Man, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you better answer that right. No, no, we okay. She don't know either. It's been about, <laughs> I love it. It's been about 17 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the, what's a hobby? What's something that you like to do? If I caught you in your in your spare time, what, what could I get you doing? What could a hobby. A hobby? Man, I ain't had time for no hobbies. You may own... If, if things was right... uh. I may be working on on an old car. I may be playing with the dogs, you know. That's it, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a normality, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, um, man, you know, um, only thing I can say is, man, we enjoy you, man. We love you for sure, man. Um, and if it's anything else you need from us, anything from Boss Talk 101, man, we here. You know what I'm saying? I pull up again, too. Don't think this is the last time. I'm coming up here. I, do you fish or anything? Do I fish? Nah. Man, ain't never been he fishing. Fish. No, like, he don't so eat look, fish. So look, when you talked about uh, working, which I said I have been mm -hmm. doing, but I haven't, man, I put, I was I was the hardworking man. I get up early in the morning and come home late at night, go to sleep, get up and do it again. You mm -hmm. know, so it, it wasn't a lot of time to just really enjoy yourself. How is it working though? You Larry Hoover Jr. and people knowing that name and going on a corporate job or just going around people anyway. It ain't like people not gonna know you. As soon as they hear the name, they know the person or they think they know an image of what they might think they know. So how does that? How does that affect the way you move? I mean, they they have an image in their head of what they thought, but then when they meet me, they like they understand it's not what they thought it might have been. Mm -hmm. Like this is a. a humble down earth person so i got a lot of people that just respect me for that because it could have been something else you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah i, I could have went with the legend and tried to act yeah off of the legend you correct because people people are influenced easily yeah. so people know that name know kind of what they think exactly. things were starting up and try to create their own wave in today's society but how was it how hard was it to stay detached though to stay detached, detached from, from the, the the image that they wanted to see. Man, what? When I was a youth, I thought you were 19, 18, 19. No, I was. I'm know, with people just now as a youth. Yeah, as a youth, as a youth younger than that. I, you know, I mean, I was I was interested in thinking I might do something that um, you know, want to run the streets and try to act like um. I wanted to be a part of the street life. Yeah, part of the street life. But, you know, I grew out of that real early. My friend got killed at a Yeah, I remember you remember saying that. And uh, like I said, that's what changed my life. I don't know where I would be if if that wouldn't have happened. And then my father, you know, he was. He was totally against it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, you know, he was telling me to, you don't want to be where I am. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I had the perfect person to show me, like, this is what's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't want to keep saying you know what I mean. But I had the perfect <laughs> person to show me what not to do. You know. You know, I'm willing to learn from other people's mistakes. Some people say they don't want to do it. I think that's just because they're stubborn. But I'm willing to learn from other people's mistakes and do something different if 
I see this goal end up a certain time. I think the main thing was the fact that do you want to be away from your kids or not? Because you were in that position where you were that child and not having your father there and knowing that if you did go in that life and you ended up the same place, you wouldn't be able to see your children. All the, all the time that you've been able to spend with your children, help groom them, train them, you know, um, instill certain things in them, you wouldn't have been able to do all of that. Right. I wanted to um, give them the opportunity. I, I come to the conclusion that your kids are going to turn out to be whoever they're going to be. Mm-hmm. But you owe them to put the effort forth for them to to make it. Right. I mean, you can do everything and and put it in place for them to to make it, so they they don't grow up and say that my parents wasn't there and I didn't have this and I didn't have that and I had to do this. But they turn out to be who. Ever they go be. If your child is an asshole, he, goes, he or she is gonna be an asshole, yeah. regardless what you do for them. But you, you work them jeans, for them. them jeans. Yeah, you, you put I, it out there so they can make it. I would think it would be humbling the structure that your mom would have made for us, taking you, visiting your dad. That has influence on mm-hmm. you too. Yeah, being being born into a place where you don't have your dad really because you got to go visit him and every time you're going it's a constant reminder man look at what my dad's going through you have to look at it you can't run from it it's right there in your face staring you in the face Mm -hmm. so i think that conditions you mentally as well it has to have a big influence on you i can't i'm just speaking from looking from the outside looking in you know well you know certain things you deal with you don't you don't see it like everybody else see it because you you're living it. You're living mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? You don't notice everything that you're going through and how it affects you. It's just you find out later that, hey, that's why I did that. Uh, that's what was going on. But, you know, it's just, like I said, it's regular to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm, I I don't know what time it is. I was trying to get to go by to school, wasn't I? I sure did say that. I'm going to go by and look at this school. Because when you come to Chicago, you're like, man, I want to see. Like last time we came... We really didn't. We didn't see. We didn't, we didn't go nowhere. I'm right. like, man. So when I when I spoke to the missus, I was like, man, I need to go buy a school. I'm gonna go look at the school. Maybe do me a video or something. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Stuff that really meant something to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I went to the I went to the good boy school. They didn't want me to go to. No matter. It's still no, a no, school. It's, it's your history. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Like I said I went to the. Um, you go to the hood school. No, nah, no. Nah, they didn't want me to go there because it might be people that might been willing to follow behind me or oh it's gonna follow it's gonna be some people or put me on the pedestal and have me you know me go a different way in life so i went to school on the other side of town any regret any regrets for where you went to school or any of that it wasn't any girls in my school but (laughs) but, uh that wasn't a big deal well you got to your main girl and that's all that matter your father's day coming up let's go on stay right there where i just put you (laughs) in there she in here listening. She needs to understand that you just got off of anything you want. When I get off of here, so I'm gonna talk about it. Well, hey man, thank you so much, man. Your time is so valuable to us, man, for for coming on our podcast, man, and talking with us, man, and embracing us here in Chicago, man. Like I said, this is something that um, I wouldn't have never dreamed I'd be doing just two years ago. You know, we didn't think about this. We just when we started, this is what where we at with it now. I never do something and don't do it all the way. So right. I should have knew what this could happen. But at the end of the day, just want to thank you for coming on the show. We love you, man. And, and like I said, man, love talking to y'all, man. Gonna continue the relationship. Um, gonna continue to hey keep 
hey man, what's going on? What you need from us? That's how you gonna hear it coming from me, man. Hey, so th thank th you. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate being here. Man, all right, man. It's been another great segment of Boss Talk 101, where the bosses talk. And we out.